Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature audio from Brothers of the Brush with Chris Kerfoot. In this episode, Chris chats with John Coates of Liberation Decker in Edinburgh, and they chat about working through the recession, skipping school and staffing issues. Welcome to this episode of the Brothers of the Brush podcast, a podcast by decorators for decorators with me, your host, Chris Kerfoot. Start from beginning. Uh, oh, you dipped out. Yeah, I'm here, mate. Yeah, yeah, you dipped out. You dipped out for a second then. Uh, let's start at the beginning and rewind back to the beginning for you. Um, who's in the Coates household? So I've got my niece and two young kids. I've got a eight-year-old girl, five-year-old boy, and I've got a cocker poo dog. That's just about one. <laughs> And that's 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 what's in my household. Yeah, cockapoo. <laughs> <laughs> that's one that looks like a teddy bear, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice, nice, friendly looking dog. Yeah, another friend of mine's got like a. Well, it looks like one of them uh, teddy bears that you spend a lot of money on. I forgot the name, the branded ones. It's that colour. It's not a golly one, is it? <laughs> no, it's no golly one. <laughs> <laughs> are, we even allowed to say, are we even allowed to say that now? <laughs> P- PC's gone mad, that's it. <laughs> so, so um, how did how did you start in this trade? Because I know you're you're slightly younger than me. <laughs> um, just by a couple of years, Chris. Um, so started my trade when I was 15, 15 and a half. Uh, I was in high school. High school was school wasn't really for me. High school um, was kind of young, Jack the lad. Left school, I'd already, already always kind of worked and always had that in the background. There, my father owned a baker shop. Whenever I went to Sky School, he would let me sky, but I'd have to work. So obviously, the, the work ethic was always there. Um, left school in the summer, got a job with a local firm in Edinburgh. Um, they were called A and W Decorators. They're still going. I was going to say they're still going. Yeah, they're still going, mate. They're still going. So I got to start with them when I was like 15 and a half. And it was one of them. They kept asking me every week, did you bring in your national insurance number? Now, I didn't have it. I didn't have it yet. So I kept saying it was one of those. I kept saying every week, yeah, yeah, I keep forgetting it. I'll, I'll bring it in. I'll bring it in. Um, until one Friday, I remember him saying, get off those step ladders. And he had, he'd been in contact with um, someone or another. And he said, you're still at school get off those stepladders, we're not insured for you. So it was one of them. And then he said, so what is this? Is this a, is this just a summer job to you? And I said, no. Um, I think back then I was getting 52 quid a week. I said, no, this is this is what I want to be doing. Um, hung in there, giving them their dues, they let me start my, my time from kind of 15 and a half. It was time served, sort of 20, 21 years of age. I then decided to sort of give it a crack myself. Started up Liberty Decor. And as I say, I've been doing it ever since. It's all I know. And as I say, I've been in the been in the pits, been in the trenches with it. Um, been through some good times and hard times, although we'll touch on that. Um, but yeah, as I say, 2004, Liberton Decor, kind of, it was established. So, can I just ask you, where's the Liberton come from? So Liberton is an area um, in Edinburgh. That's where uh, I always wondered I what Liberton was, because I know, I know yeah, he was... So, uh, so back, back then... Is it uh, is Edinburgh spraying? Yeah, so back then it was kind of brainstorming. What do I call? What do I call myself? What then? Do you know, I was twenty-one. I was young, daft. 
you know, I'm saying, well, and this is no disrespect to you or anyone else out there, I didn't want to be called John Coates, Painters and Decorators. I just thought, I need to think of, I need to think of something, I don't know what, and it was, it was actually my mum that said, what about Robert and Decor? And I went, do you know what? I say they were from, yeah, that's good. That was good do, enough for me, do, so. Do you find it works better having a company name or having your personal name? Um, do you know what? All, the, all those years that I lived in Liberton, um, I think I maybe got about three jobs at the local area. Yeah. Um, I've never, I've never actually had much work at that area. So, as I say, it's a name that's become established, and never really changed it, Chris. So it's um, yeah. I'll let, I'll let you into a little known unknown secret. I started out under a company name. Mm-hmm. My mine was Exact Decor. Exact. It, yeah. To be specific. Um. Uh, yeah, but it, it initially it stood for ex apprentice and council trainee. <laughs> uh, but I I I worked for somebody and they actually says to me, "Oh, we thought we thought we didn't bother ringing you because we thought being a company you'd be expensive." And I don't ah, know why. I just I just okay. went straight home, rank tax office, in all my wisdom. Sorry, that beer is repeating on me. We're going to make this compulsory, by the way. Now probably having a beer when we do podcasts. That's right. Get, get people to relax. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> uh, but now I went home and changed it all to Chris Kerfoot. But I find the only problem is now is when you've got more than one person, if you if they've run Chris Kerfoot, they want Chris Kerfoot. I think yeah. it burn, it burns you that way. I mean you'll get that. You if you've got a lad or two working for you, and I've been asked that myself many moons ago. But we don't want we don't want Jimmy doing the job. We want you doing the job, John. Yeah. And that's how do you, how do you go about that? Do you know what I mean? It's um, it's hard. It, it's um, it's a battle, especially if you if you've got staff that's as much as you try and drill it into them, uh, they don't they don't cut the cloth the same as you. Yeah. That you're constantly putting fires out, and getting called back. Then you you're losing the money you're earning, and you think, why do you bother? I think as, as much as we need employees and it's good to have them, it's um, they'll never they'll never look after your business like you look after it. It's your it's your baby at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I've always found they're either reliable and crap, <laughs> put it blunt, or they're good and not reliable. <laughs> yeah. You never never get the two together and you struggle. Um, so going on about crap staff <laughs> and putting fires out, uh, what's been your lowest point in business? You don't mind me asking. That's fine, Chris. I think I don't think I know. Lowest and worst point in business got to be sort of when the recession hit, 2011. Um, I just found it to be very, very slow, as it as many people did up and down the UK and around the world. But yeah, 2000, 2011, Chris was was quite a was a hard time for me. My wife was pregnant with uh, with her first one, our eldest, and as I say, there's so much going on, and I always. Had to, you know, you've got to find work. They've moved into a new house at the time. As I say, it was tough times. It wasn't. It wasn't so easy in Edinburgh, even though it's like a, a mini London here. Um, and I found myself sort of in the van. I subcontracted to a guy. I was doing a bit of spraying for him. He was. He had a lot of contracts. He had sort of commercial stuff. So from Sainsbury's, Tesco's, as does vets for pets, post offices. He had loads of work from big steel. He had about eighty guys. Um, subbies and probably 20 on the books so as I say hard times especially when you've got to jump in your van and go down to South Wales um, yeah as I say I'm not, not knocking South Wales but um, yeah it was tough driving <laughs> it was just constant you were in the back of the van you were like something like only frozen horses or the overalls in the back of the van t-shirts hanging up we were just living out living out of a, a, a grubby B&B 40 quid a night accommodation that was tough that was excuse me that's a beer coming up on me that was tough, Chris. That was really tough. Um, as I say, we've always had sort of good clients, but um, yeah, people weren't spending money, and yeah, 2011 was it was a it was a tough time. But do you know what? A bit a bit of advice there. If we hit a recession, a wise man once told me, and this guy is worth a lot of money in Edinburgh, and, he, and I'd said to him one day, "What's what's the secret to get through this?" And he'd says, "Look, John, you're just going to have to work a little bit harder for less money, and it's as simple as that." And um, just keep producing good work, and yeah. you'll get you'll get through it. And do you know what? I did that, and, and we we stuck to that uh, sound advice, and we've got through it. We got through it. Yeah. Um, as tough as it was, and we're now sort of reaping the benefits. So yeah, 
it, it, it made pretty hard. I can remember some weeks I was working ooh, out at York, about 30 miles or so away, and I can remember putting my last tenner in in petrol and yeah. waiting for people to pay up. You're working week to week. It was blooming awful. I've, I've, I mean, I've, I've been doing it 30 years. Uh, from what I can gather, I don't do politics or religion, but I can gather there was a recession in the 90s. Uh, don't know whether that wrote to do with why the company I worked for worked in London. Uh, but that was, that was an all different experience working in London. We saw some sites down there like you do at 21. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's, it, 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 did, it was pretty hard. But I, I was week to week, so I, I managed to escape through. Uh, but I saw a lot of friends. They, they crashed and burned. They struggled. Um, but, yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't the best. Uh, I think there's probably another one coming. Don't know when. Uh, but I think there's a lot of people sceptical now about Brexit, hanging on to the money, uncertainty. I think that's creating a similar sort of effect uh, where it's, it's quieting down for some areas. Yeah. Uh, but, but hopefully it'll pick up. But bouncing back from your lowest point, what's been your your highest point? Um, highest point? I mean... Do you know what? We're, we're very fortunate because we work for some really good clients in Edinburgh. I've got the majority of our work is kind of made up of agency, not agencies, but sort of solicitors, letting agents, sort of not backstreet letting agents. We've got we've got some really good high profile stuff, um, and we're very fortunate to work in nice houses, um, anything from the Queen's Estate to HMO. So we kind of see it all as well. From as I say, the lads, it's like life of grind. To, do you know what I mean? Some, some yeah. top end stuff, but I mean, yeah, we, we see it all, we see it all, but I, you know, most importantly, I've got some great clients in Edinburgh, um, and that's working for them on a, on a daily basis, Chris. It makes it worthwhile getting out of your bed, um, and you get, you know what I mean, you get rewarded for it yeah. in the graft. Is that is that when you realise you'd made it when you got the, you know, like the Queen's Estates and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't know, mate. Come back and ask me that question when I'm about to retire. The end game. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you when I've made it. Shall I give you a shout in twelve months then? Yeah, yeah, do that, mate. Maybe, maybe just even ten. I thought, maybe I thought it's next, next year retiring to raking it in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think. I think um, asking that question in maybe yeah ten years time. Yeah. So talk, talk in ten years time. Is that when you see yourself retiring? Five, ten years down the road, what's what's in store for Limited? I don't know, mate. I mean, I'm still young. I'm only 35. But as I say, I'm now, I now talk about the end game. And I talk about this all the time, the end game. What is the end game? Not Avengers. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Getting systems in place in the end game. Um, oh, man, after my own art with systems. Yeah, yeah. Systems. I've got systems, Chris. The, you know. the, the big question is, do you have a label printer? <laughs> I don't, but I've got a whiteboard and I've got I've got I've got <laughs> different colours of white uh, white pen markers. Oh man, um, I've found out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I think. Um, sorry, I'm just it's off. Five ten years running. I mean, yeah. Sorry, Chris, I've just lost, lost my way. Yeah, you lost my way. Five five to ten years. Where do you see yourself? Ten years. Where do I see myself? Well, still doing this. I mean, I still. I love it. I still love what I do. So, ten years time, still doing this. Hopefully, managing a couple of sort of my own small portfolio of rental properties. That's um, that's me gearing up for the end game, mate. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, a couple of obviously, a couple of rentals hopefully, and that'll be sort of pension. Just lining up, yeah, gearing up for the end game, mate. Yeah. Do you, do you plan on retiring before retirement age or? Yeah, definitely. There's no, yeah. there's no way. My body's going to do this. I mean, as I say, I've been doing this <laughs> since I was 15. There's yeah. no way, mate. There's no way. Even, I have been right. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, um, there's some, days I, some days I look at certain jobs and go, oh, that's tough. That's a tough gig. Up and yeah. down, up and down ladders and that. It's um, certain, doing certain aspects of this trade is uh, you've got to be fit. You've got to be young. Yeah. I think that's a big part of big part of this game as well. Is, um, of it. It's a young man's game as well. Yeah. It really is. And I, and I feel, as I say, Feel my knees, there's certain parts of my body which are, are just not geared up for it. So, um, yeah. Did you did Ten, you not pay did you not pay attention when you were younger to wearing knee pads like me? Just no, think, oh, be right, no. be right. Could, I'm invincible. Could, 
Yeah, afford them because they're so skimpy. That's because you're Scottish. You won't spend the money on them. (laughs) We're not that miserable, but no, I couldn't afford them. I was just, uh, yeah, just oblivious and saying, yeah, "Ah, it's all right. I would usually use a dust sheet. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have these luxuries back then. Yeah, a couple of cans of iron brills here, right? Exactly. (laughs) So going back. To that and you know obviously I wish I'd have listened and worn knee pads when I was going to be and I've been doing it 30 years and I can feel bits failing now um, shoulders in agony I've recently started going back to the gym to try and s- slow it down because as a friend of mine says you're decaying from day one you're born and you're just slowing down the process by keeping fit yeah. um, if you could go back and give yourself advice to the if in like a Christmas carol style Ebenezer Scrooge, and he was going back and speaking to the young John Coates that was skipping school, 15 and a half. What would best bit of advice you could give yourself? Sticking at school and don't become a painter. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> You're not really just, selling it. No one does no, a skill no, no, no. <laughs> um, I think Christmas Day. I mean, look, look back. I mean, do you know what? I've got a saying as well. Look the part and have a little luck. And you're only as good as your last job, and that's yeah. that's true. Um, bit of advice, yeah, just stick in and apply yourself. Um, yeah. I mean, I've do not bad out this trade, and say, yeah, just 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 look, look as I say, look the part and have a little luck, and yeah. uh, always remember you'll never be as good. At, you're, you're only as good, sorry, as your last job. Never forget yeah. that. I, and, I um, must, I must just add, John must be doing well because he's uh, he's just speaking me on Skype from Hawaii at the moment. Oh, is that the lighting in the new workshop? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's actually, it's actually, it's actually the workshop that we've built, and uh, yeah, it's in the bottom of the garden, mate. Yeah, I should be so lucky. I should be so lucky. So, I know, I know you love her systems like I am. Uh, I am pretty bad for systems and my tech and my gadgets, which I know you are, because we speak a lot about it, uh, and you seem to have a lot of stuff I've got, and vice versa. What's what's the you see main go to tech? I know at the moment you're a bit in love with your new iPad. <laughs> oh, mate, you, you know me, Chris. I'm, I love I love a gadget and I love I love the tech. Um, app programs. I mean, I switched over to Invoice to Go about four or five years ago. Great, great system. Um, to literally do a quotation, two ticks of a two taps of a finger. You've turned that into a work order for your lads. And revert it back to do that invoice. It's it's so easy. Um, but we've recently switched over to another system, which obviously my accountant recommended, and obviously getting ready for the, the digital switch over the taxing and some stuff like that. So free agent is another one. That's that's what we've we, we've recently just switched over to. Now it's it's a lot to. We've only been using it for a couple of weeks, so. I can see it's it's a bit of a ball it just now switching over, but in the in the long run, it's going to be much easier, especially for doing self assessments and stuff like that. Tax, more integrated than invoice. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is hooked up to the bank account. It literally it all it all speaks to each other, and it's um, it's just a great bit of technology to be honest. I mean, at, at the moment, I'm on QuickBooks self-employed. I've been for about what eighteen months. It's it's got its little issues. Uh, I've looked at others like Zero. Zero looks way too complicated for like a one-man band like me. Uh, QuickBooks has its errors. I've looked at so many invoice to go. There was another one I looked at, and you couldn't customize the the paperwork within it enough you know, with your logo and stuff. Was that was that Joyce by any chance? It might might be yeah. Might be. I've, I've looked at done. I've done. I think I've done them all and done the one-month trial on them all. Uh, and then I, I keep going back to QuickBooks and thinking it's going to be such a ball ache swapping everything across all, all the pay, previous paperwork I've done. And, you know, and when you set up your, where it auto recognises stuff, I just think, oh, could I be bothered again? But it, I mean, it's okay, but they all have the little glitches, but it's uh, still like hard copies. When I'm sending quotes out, I still send a pack out with all the paperwork because I just think, Customer likes it when they open a little red folder. You got all the paperwork in there. It feels like they're opening something special until well, they get just, the invoice. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think having, as we say, back to having your systems in place, and it's really important that your quotations are all 
top notch. Let's be honest, because yeah. that, that is that is the world we live in now. People want to see it's a massive part of what we do in any trade. Um, granted, it's all about the paperwork. To be honest, yeah. it really is. Yeah, that's that's one of my favourite sayings: "Cover your house in paperwork." Yeah, it's true. Um, so, I, I, I had a client um, overdue. This was obviously last week, and as I say, I've got a late a late payment. You get thirty days if they're not paid. We then sort of charge them five percent of the final invoice, and they were. Oh, well, I never knew anything about this. Well, if you look at your terms and conditions, it's there. You've signed it, and boom, you paid. Paid in no time at all. How many, how many people have you actually known read your terms and conditions? Half a man don't even twig it's there. Do, yeah, do, do, I mean, it's not it's not that small print. I'm not... I'm not that oh, I'm neither. It's not small, but they don't twig. They just, just look, at, look at the yeah. price, and that's it. Yeah, it's, it's either yeah or no with the price. Sort of they go out for half of them. But, I mean, if, I think if you're if you're transparent from the word go, yeah. and it's it's there, then there's no there's none of this back and forward, and we've all been there. We've all been we've all been there. Oh, well, she's not paid, or they've not paid, and and you know it's like you get yourself worked up. With you know small businesses like us, cash flow is absolute paramount. We we need the cash flow, um, yeah. and some people, as I say, they're either they're ignorant or yeah, that's what it comes down to. Just being ignorant or yeah. Is it is it just me? Or have you ever been at that point when you're out for a meal, say on a Friday night with your missus, and you're looking at your phone and you say, "You waiting to get paid?" You say, "How oh, do you know?" You keep looking at your internet banking every fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing nothing worse. It's it's what it's probably one of my pet hates in business is is having to chase your customers for money when you've done the job. I mean, Thank if you had a chip yeah. shop, they come in, get get the fish and chips, pay for them, and bugger off. Why, exactly. yeah. why can't people do that with trades when you've done the job? Well, they know you've come in, they've been booked in. You know, it, it is what it is. I mean, could you imagine going to Tesco and saying, I'll spray you up in 30 days for that? That's yeah. Not going to happen. Send us an invoice, I'll post you a check yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I sent a check, did you not get it? Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so touching on your paperwork, and you, you're saying it's a big part of this now, and it's uh, it all goes hand in hand because that's what we have to do now, job wise. What's your best advice for selling yourself? You know, that says, I mean, you, you look at a job. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you like because you, you're, you're obviously in a different sector wise to me where you do rentals and more domestic Mrs. Jones front room. What's you, you might be priced up against three or four other local companies. What sets you apart from your, your other regular competitor that you're pricing up against in your area? Um, do you know what? We, we, we do a lot of spraying work. And I've got, again, systems. It's a way about approaching jobs. Because we spray a lot, I mean, that's I've managed to cut back on staff majorly and really, really push the spraying side of stuff. So that's where, and again, as I say, we do a lot of rental stuff like that. So introducing the spraying side of it, we can go in, we can spray ceilings in less than a minute, minute and a half. It's just saving us masses of time. And as I say, yeah. we, we can give people a very good competitive quote. Um Selling yourself as well, it's, it's, a, it's a big factor when you go into jobs, isn't it? But yeah. I think as well, looking clean, looking professional, being tidy, it's, uh, it's, all, part of, it's all part of it, Chris. And, and not only like that, I mean, I think when you're going into jobs as well, as much as that person is looking at you, I mean, I look at every job like a job interview, because it really yeah, is. It is yeah. you, we're going in there, we're, we're selling ourselves as well, but you're also sussing out the client too. Yeah. You're also going, can't A, and it's without being derogatory here. Can they afford me? Do you know what I mean? That's that. Are, are they throwing any red flags up? Yeah, exactly. I mean, are they, I mean, is, is Missy Smith going to going to drop kittens when she sees this price here? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm constantly, as much as they're looking at me up and down, I'm also giving them an interview to see if, if I'll, are they I'll, the client that we want to work for. I'll, I'll be totally honest. I'll go back and Google mine. And it's 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 not stalking, but I look on Facebook because yeah, it's, think, it's, um, it's it's the the culture now. Uh, and I mean, I'm not saying they're all bad, but you get some of the some of the generations that do you over for sake of a tenner. Yeah, of course. And, and you, you go look on Facebook, and if you can see that the ones tip, typical example, cheap reliable decorator wanted. We all know there's no such thing. And if they're asking for that, you know they're wanting to pay peanuts. They don't appreciate what you're putting in. Uh, they don't appreciate what you're putting in, or if the ones that are regular slate people, you just think. They're not the sort of people I want to be aligned with and, and working that, with. And, that, and that's it. If that's, I mean, I've had, I've had a couple of jobs where they'll say, 
Can you not just strip the wallpaper off and use the backing paper as lining paper? And do you know what? That's where you, I, I would then turn and say, do you know what? I'm sorry, but I'm not the man for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, if, they want, if, they want to, yeah if they want to chuck you a load of bananas at the end of the job, then that's it. I'm not, yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not that kind of company. And we're not, that's not yeah. us. So say, professional, reliable service is what you'll get. And I think as well, um, so it's got to be the, the, the customer service is what you're delivering to. I'd say that's the, uh, one of the pluses of one of the trade organisations I'm in, or the trade organisation, should I say, I'm in, is that there is a number you can ring, and it'd probably be more suitable to your case. If you're working for a company, you can ring this number, give the company details, and the person on the phone, they work for obviously a big organisation, they'll do a health check on this company. So basically, you're like credit checking the company, and they'll come back and say, yeah, they've gone bankrupt, they've changed direct... Uh, and you could just think, oh, they look a bit snaky. I don't want to work for these. Exactly. You know, is that, uh, that's what you've got to be like now. It could be one of those jobs. I mean, if it's, a big, if it's big numbers that you're talking about and that goes that goes wrong, you could yeah. be in a lot of trouble. You could be in a lot of trouble. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen a friend of mine go under with that. With Again, it's, it's, it's the cash flow. Uh, a, a, a little story. They went, they went, they got, went under. I think there was, it weren't so, well, it is. It isn't a lot. When you when you like a sole trader plus one, it was five thousand pound. He was owed, and he went to creditors meeting, uh, see what he'd get, and he says, "Oh, he was in this meeting." He says, "Oh, got down to him. You'll get for every pound deal, you'll get seventy five pence out of it." <laughs> and when when he when he got to end the meeting, there were a list of what they owed, and five grand. It's a lot to us, like a sole trader. He was bought. Yeah, of course it is. They, they owed some of them 220 grand. He knew he were getting paid. He folded. He ended up folding. I mean, five grand shouldn't send you under, but when you're waiting and waiting and waiting, you're giving interest free credits, people. Of course, but I mean, if you've put all your eggs in one basket there and you're waiting on that, it's, um, you're yeah. taking a, yeah, you're, I mean, every yeah. job you're taking a gamble, I guess, but, you know, it comes back to that. You've just got to interview them as much as they're yeah. interviewing you and make sure, make sure you're, you're getting out yeah. of it what, what try, you're putting try into it. The, Try and pick up on the signs when you're speaking to him. Exactly, and you know what? Let's be honest. It's not. It's not hard. When, once you've been in this trade long enough, it's not hard to read someone, is it? Yeah. There's many a time I've walked walked off a job where I've been to look at it and thought I'm wasting my time here. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not going to pay my price. You know, exactly. they're, they're wanting a quick tidy up. You know, it's, I'm, I had it even as much as last week. Uh, went to went to look at a job external, priced them over two grand. Drove past this week. They've got some bloke, just looks like local Andy man, two and a half inch Wilco brush, painting a masonry wall up front of a little cottage. Me and the lad in, in front of his van were just wetting ourselves. We couldn't believe it. But when I went to look at jobs, she wanted high class job up, windows tidying up, because it's just a little cottage, you know, like uh, not quite listed, but it's got like sash windows that were split. They won't do it. And he's there with this little brush. And it looks appalling. And you think, why did you even bother wasting your time? Exactly. What did you like, think you were the, what do you think the bill was gonna be? They're expecting champagne champagne jobs for lemonade prices. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not it's not gonna happen, is it? Yeah, you get a bit of that now. But where where do you see our trade heading? In the um, future? I mean I think do you know what? The the Americans They've got it pretty sorted, haven't they? I mean, they're they're leading. I think they're leading our trade as well, Chris. I mean, the way these guys have been going around their works and the way they've been sort of, especially we'll, we'll touch back on the spraying side of things. I, I would like to think that's where we'll see the UK sort of heading. Um, 10, 10, 15 years. But getting on, getting on there. As I say, the UK has jumped on it now, haven't they? We're getting oh yeah. Big, There's a lot of a lot of people jumped on spraying bandwagon. In one form or other, there's a lot of there's a lot of wrong information out there, but there's a lot of good information, a lot of good guys too. But yeah. as I say, I think 10, 15 years, where where will we be? I mean, will there be will there be much more youth coming through in this trade? Time will tell. I mean, we're struggling just now for numbers, so time will tell, Chris. It really will. Um, but I think, as I say, the Americans have maybe leading the way for a long time. Some people might not agree with me, but that's um, personally the way I see it. I think I think they've got. They've got a great way of going around jobs. Um, I think, I think, I think they lead the way. Um, 
I'd say to a degree because a lot of their properties are hell of a lot bigger than ours. So, you know, they can crack a sprayer out on near enough every job. Whereas over here, we've got to pick and choose your job. Is it worth getting it out? What I'm gaining time and money-wise spraying, am I going to lose it using extra product and masking and sundries? Uh, but I think oh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, Business Brush, brilliant one, uh, Protractor, there's a fair few out there. Uh, modern craftsman, I, I could go on made for profit, and it's the systems have nailed down. I was listening to one the other week, and they're so down on the systems. It says it, they they call them crews. They don't have a, a team of things. It, it's, it's, it's crews. Yeah, you've got to get used to the terminology. And it says if there's more than seven percent getting spent out the budget on masking sundries, I know somebody's pilfering it. And I yeah. thought, Jesus, he's really got it screwed down to know that. Yeah, he's, he's got it tight. He's got it tight. Yeah. That's, they're really tight with the systems, but they're like a well-oiled machine. I mean, they're going to get hiccups, but they're just in and out, in and out. Of course, I mean, I think it's, it's, it goes back to that sort of mentality of work, work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Get systems in place, and again, touching back on this, people will say, oh, here we go again, talking about systems, but it's all about you, working smarter, yeah. not harder. Yeah, def- definitely. I'm, I'm well into my systems. I can't, can't stress it enough. Sis- systems now. Uh, spend... I mean, my paperwork, spent a full weekend. I think I sat up two two days, 12 hours, and it's it's made my work quicker. I can come in, knock a quote out in no time. All my paperwork's there. My, my paperwork, I mean, I've got all my folders here. I know I can produce. I mean, it's an American term. I know we're swapping onto them. We could get onto that with trim and what have you. Uh, <laughs> it's woodwork, Chris. It's not. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's one of my pet aids. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, <laughs> I'm not anti-American, but we have a, we have his own terminology. Why do we have to adopt everyone else's? But I, I can knock a quote out in about about the average ones about eight pages in a folder, and I've got it down to my systems down that much. I know it's two pounds seventy nine to produce one ink, paper, folder. Walk round with a walk dog, post it. Two pounds seventy nine each one. You know, how long, it's all how about long does that to, take you? Sorry, cutting. How long does that take you to sort of generate? Say that you're talking eight pages. How long for you to to, to produce that in your time? If I if I got a call from Mrs. Jones, went round say tomorrow night after work. So I always arrange it after work. I'm a big believer after work. Before work, you just at work clock watching, thinking if I hadn't looked at that job, I'd be an hour behind, and I'd be an hour ahead. Uh, excuse me. Uh, especially if it's one that's wasted your time, you think, I've wasted an hour, and I'm he's playing catch-up, so I always go after work. So See, I'm, two... I'm, I'm the opposite. I do things yeah. between, and I'll say, I'll only do my coach between nine and five, or nine, or nine and three, if I can squash yeah. it between that, but obviously, granted, I've got guys out there working as well, so um, yeah. I do do the estimating. But, but, um, but they're half, half four till six, two, uh, Tuesday or Thursday, because kids have a better social life than me, so the other nights it's swimming lessons, what have you. Yeah, um, and then I, I do my paperwork Thursday and Sunday nights. Uh, it, it, it aims, if I'm looking at a job, to getting them a quote back three days because uh, I find everybody wants it now. Uh, and I can come home. All my quotes are laid out as templates. I've got an internal, an external, UPVC, GRP. And all I do is it's all on there. I just delete off the bits I don't need that like, on an external Tudor would work. They haven't got them. Delete that. Too much um, copy and paste exercise then. It's it was all done in the first place like that, but now a lot of it's cut out, and then you just cut and paste. It's have a a, a a title page, a quotation, job specification, two job acceptances. I have proof of me public liability in the back. That's something you sell yourself on that you're not just any old cowboy with, without any. And then we even now have as uh, what used to be CRB, it's now Database of Scotland. We have that in back, so they know we're legal. Uh, even as a self-addressed envelope in it with a, with a label machine, because you've got to make it easier for them. I can knock one of them up. Like I say, it cost me about two seventy nine posted, and I work it out on my iPad the price. Work it out in about twenty minutes. I can have one typed up. I can probably have it done in less than an hour. And feedback-wise, do you, do you get some good feedback from clients about, obviously, your, your systems and your paperwork that's in place? Uh, yeah, it varies. Uh, <laughs> so, some have said it's... Uh, I've had maybe one or two say it's excessive. Uh, 
but that's for my benefit. I'm covering my backside. Uh, and the others say, God, I've never seen some professional paperwork. You've sold us just on the paperwork and the explanation of what you're doing. I mean, the, re the recent one, this pink one I'm doing, uh, I was £500 dearer. Uh, and it basically says, it's, it's the breakdown of what you've doing. You're doing this, you're doing that. The other one just come and painted it. And that was it. I think they even actually said the price was written off, written on the back of a fag packet that was ripped off. <laughs> you know, I just think that that's like to me, that's like going back 20 years when I, when, you know, when I, when I went long out my time. But it's, uh, yeah, you've got to have your systems in place. Uh, but it's, it's like, hey, it's like you're doing me now. It's like with role reversal. <laughs> sorry, sorry, bud. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's, you know, it's, it's what it's like. It's all share, share everything. There's, it's, uh, there's plenty of people out there charging for, for stuff and information, but I'm a big believer in if it's out there and somebody knows, why not share it free of charge? To a, to a degree. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, I'd, I'd, I'll help anyone that wants to help themselves. If they don't want to help themselves, I won't help them. But if they want to help themselves, I'll give me time up many a time. If somebody wants to ring me, private message me, I'll send them a link, show them what's, what I'm using, you know, and if they want to use it, they can. Um, certainly not going to charge you 50 quid for a bit of information. No, <laughs> I can do if you want. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll charge you a bit for promoting this uh, on a certain night a week. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's, talk, 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 talking of products and systems, uh, this is because we've had a drink. Uh, talking of products and systems, what is what is your favourite product at the moment? I, I, I know what your favourite machine would be, but I'm I'm going for brush. Do you know what? As you're saying that, I know I know what your favourite machine would be, and that's not that's not because we're paid by any means or way. It's my favourite machine. Reason being is because it's simply, in my eyes, it's the best machine. Yeah. Um, I've used others. I've used well-known ones that I've packed in on the first date. I'm not mentioning any names. Um, but yeah, my favourite favourite products would be obviously Draco spray machines. They're they're fabulous. Great machines. Great bit of kit. Yeah. Just reliable. If you've got any problems, any issue, these guys will just iron it out and sort it out. And maybe, and if it's if it's not right, they'll stick their hands up and take take fault for that. But that's how they deal with it. And again, it's back to that whole customer service experience, isn't it? And yeah. these guys, as I say, they're not they're not number one for no reason. I'm sure a couple of guys out there will maybe disagree with that. But do you know what? It is what it is. And they're not I think I think a lot of time it's I think a lot of time it's personal preference. I look at it as are you for the Vauxhall? Yeah. Is it's you know I mean I'll admit I was attracted to the shiny metallic blue. <laughs> you could sit there and rub it, you know. But it's I've I've looked at the other bands and yeah they're nice machines. I've had a go with them. They work well. But to me they all do the same job. They're mass produced. Someone's going to pack up on one of them. You're knocking a thousand a week out. You're going to get a faulty one. But of course, I mean it's, it's it like say, it's, it's personal preference. I mean if we're talking about products as well. I mean obviously they know what spray rigger like. But when it comes on to sort of paint-wise, I've got to say just now, it's got to be Ticarilla for me. Um, we use a lot of their products. We still use others. We still use a bit of Johnston's. We still use um, not so much, but obviously Dulux stuff. Use a bit of Armstead. But to be fair, 95% of our stuff now is we, we've moved over to Ticarilla stuff. Price-wise, they're absolutely spot on where, where they're at. Customer service, again, back to the customer service, is spot on. Um, I know some might have a, a hum and a haw about oh deliveries and paint spewing out boxes. It is what it is. Shit happens, to be honest. But um, as for product wise, they are making some great paints at the moment. Um, some really good stuff, and it's it's at an affordable price too. Um, really good stuff. Yeah. Hey guys, I'd just like to step in and say we'd really appreciate your feedback. So if you could pop over to iTunes, leave us a review. We'd be super grateful. We'll read one out at random, and the one we read out will receive a special edition Grey Bob baseball cap. It's, uh, I must admit, I've, I've had the paint spillages in boxes. I mean, I'm not fortunate enough, like you, to have them on doorstep. So my, mine comes with courier, and I've had it spillages. And I, I won't mention the rep, uh, but the one I deal with, fantastic. Ring them up, uh, explain what's happened, send a picture as proof, because obviously there's going to be people out there taking Mickey saying it's... Uh, it's it's bust all over box when it hasn't because they want a free tin. Send them a picture. A new one comes out next day. Uh, I've had very few issues, but again, again <laughs> systems. 
<laughs> yeah. I, 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 I order my stuff about two weeks before I start a job. Uh, then if it comes wrong colour, spillage like that, you've, you've got plenty of time to get yourself sorted out. Uh, and you, you're not thinking, oh, it's cost me a day because it's not, you know, it, it's, it's turned up, it's broke. My local supplier, uh, I, I, I tend to use between Tickerilla and Brewers. Uh, and Brewers, because I order a couple of... I've had, yeah. I've had dealings with them. Um, I bought a spare for them. Great yeah. prices. Um, they, do, they do some great stuff as well. They're not, I'm not lucky enough like you to have them on my doorstep, but well, I've had some good dealings with them as well. Brewers are good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's 15 miles from me. Uh, to drive there and back in the morning, say if I set off at 20 per 7 tomorrow morning, I think the last time I did that be about two years ago now. I got back here at quarter past nine because of the traffic. It's in a big town. Uh, so I, I swapped over to having it delivered. And I must admit, systems again. Two and a half grand it saved me last year having it delivered. But, but I, I saw they, they've got a great thing where they've got guys they'll put in like a little outside oh, box. Oh, the lucky, yeah. Yeah, I'll cinema pick it up if, if, if the last minute push. But I'd, I'd, again, it's systems. I play the game. I try and order it two weeks in advance. I mean, to be fair, they do same day delivery, but I just feel a bit tight if you ring up and say, I want a gallon of Mackey's final mat. Can you drop it me off today? I think it's costing more than that for the blooming transport, the insurance, the bloke's wage, dropping it off. So I try and order it a couple of weeks before, and I just said to him, any time you're passing it next week or so, just drop it in my front porch. You know, yeah. less pressure on them, I and mean, you find they're willing to do that bit more for you. So, but they are they are pretty good. Uh, but that, that's obviously the, the things that you, the products you do like. But just for a bit of fun now, um, don't know if you're old enough to remember this, because when you said you're a couple of years behind me, you're about 12 years behind me. <laughs> you're, giving, you're giving the game away now, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Well, most people know my age. You know, I ain't no spring chicken. Uh, but going back room 101 style, if you remember that, where they used to bin the stuff uh, on the conveyor belt, three things that you'd bin. That they annoy you. Fake reviews. That's an absolute must. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not mentioning names, but we know. Controversial subject reviews. there. Yeah, and we, we know we know the. I don't want to swear. Am I allowed to swear? Um, I'm, I'm trying to keep it clean. Okay, oh, that's fine. As I say, we know. We, 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 we know. <laughs> we know the people that's uh, doing the fake reviews, um, and it's yeah. That would be that would be the first one straight in the bin. Yeah. Um, second one for me, retail paint. Again, client. How many times have we all heard? Oh, come and do the job. We've got the paint. Nah, retail well, paint. I've had, I've had so many battles with that. When I was part of another, I wouldn't say it was a trade association. It was one of my gripes when I was in there. You'd you'd be pushing their products, uh, and then you'd go and look at a job, and you, you're pricing up, and say you're paying. 36 quid for a gallon of regular vinyl emulsion, not none of your scrubbable stuff. And you'd, you'd price that in your job and your customer would say to you, well, I can I can go B&Q on a bank holiday Monday and buy two, two and a half and get one free for 32 quid. And you constantly have to, have to explain. It got that bad. They even produced a leaflet for this company where you could hand, hand it to, the, to, the, uh, to your customer to tell them the difference between trade and retail. And I just got so sick of explaining it that I just swapped over then to do my price as a comprehensive price where your materials are included. Then people couldn't pick fault with it, saying, you're charging me that much for that when I can get it from being killed. Because I just got so sick of explaining, spending 15 minutes of my time explaining the difference. And some of them couldn't even get it. They just thought you were out to have the pants down. You know, you were just trying to put a markup on paint, uh, which we all know it, it goes up every year you paint. You know, it gets blamed on what have you, uh, and you know, you, I, I don't think there's much margin for markup on paint now because it's such an expensive thing. I mean, uh, la last one for me would be, it's got to be uh, the last one to bin would be poor, poor presentation. I mean, uh, painters that are out there not slagging people off. Because I remember when I was about to start up my own, I worked out of a car. But I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of them out there. Poor. Poor presentation, guys not wearing overalls, wearing the jeans, um, working out their state cars and things like that. Uh, as I say, not not slagging those because you don't know the circumstances, but yep. there is, as I say, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys out there that are um, 
they're giving the decorating trade a bad name, especially yeah, they, yeah. talking about tracksuit bottoms. You know what? I, I, I was looking at one of my competitors in Edinburgh a couple of weeks ago, and he was going in to get a set of keys from an agent that we do work for. And I just thought, if that's if that's if that's a competition. Crack on, crack yeah, on. Um, I've, I've, I've had that. I, I generalise them, don't know why. It's just always something that's stuck in my head as wobbly bob. Clay, claiming, <laughs> doing it for a bit of beer money. And I've, I've seen one locally to me, uh, open boot with a hatchback car. It's like, so we've all started somewhere, we've all had a car, don't know the circumstances, van might have broke down, but it looks like he's got his bumming nan's curtains as dust sheets. <laughs> uh, broom handlets, roller pole, taped on, and even blooming Wilco paint. I'm yeah. just thinking, oh my good god! You know, these are people that are that you're, you're, when you go and look at a job, like you say, you're selling yourself to a customer. You've got to let your customer know why he's. I mean, perfect logic. About five years ago, I was driving through our town. There was outside of a pub getting done. Uh, and the bloke doing it, and it was there about eight weeks. Every time I pulled up at traffic lights, I'd watching him. And it, to be fair, he didn't make a bad job. But he was there for about eight weeks. And the, the landlord used to drink where my other half worked, because uh, he was f- friends with their landlord. And when he come in, she says, you know, Dave, that bloke's been on yours for ages. Yeah, but he's only charging 50 quid a day. You know, they worked it out. Eight, 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 eight weeks, 50 quid a day. I worked it out. The bit he'd done in that eight weeks, me and I, I worked with another bloke at the time, an old, old boy that it was it was okay, but it wasn't obviously fast because it was, it was going towards 60 and slowed down a bit. Uh, and I worked it out. Me and this bloke that worked with me, we, we could have done what he, this bloke had done in eight weeks in six days. But this, this customer's logic is, I mean, at the time... Yeah, say say we were hundred quid a day five years ago. His logic was, yeah, but I'm paying you hundred quid a day. I'm only paying him fifty. Whereas we'd right. have been a thousand pounds per week for eight weeks at two hundred and fifty quid. You just don't get it. Yeah, and it's cost him a keg of beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, well, to be fair, he probably got his money back because he probably knocked off at three o'clock and went and spent twenty quid in pub. So he'll probably get it was back. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he was on the he was on the piss two to eight. Yeah. <laughs> so, on on the final, well, nearly final note, we'll wrap it up now because we're we're getting to near an hour. Um, I don't want to keep any longer because it's getting late on a Sunday. And we're downing more and more beer, and I can see it going a bit, uh, <laughs> a bit. That's right. <laughs> a bit too relaxed. Uh, but what what hobbies do you have? I know you're a keen runner because I see you out on Insta with red red puffed up face many a time in the morning, early hours. <laughs> get, get up, uh, get at it, and what's the other one? Get up, get out, get at it. That's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like a bit of a like a bit of running, and I like listening to sort of music as well. I like I like soul music, not that northern soul. Um, I never had you down as a northern soul man. Is that the really? one? With the, uh, I I just remember there's two videos sticking my head. Uh, there's a film as well that had a lot of it in it, but the two videos is the Duffy one. Yeah. And what's it? John Newman. Okay. Yeah, they they were. It's it's it just to me. It's like people with flares and the Vova polished soles tal- of the tal- shoe. Tal- talcum powder. Yeah. Is it tal- Is that what they use? Talcum powder. Talcum powder. What yeah. they, I would, I'd, see years ago, I worked in a nightclub behind a bar, uh, and they used to have Northern Soul night on a Monday, and all they ever worked the Monday night once. And they, it, I mean, it was good to watch them, but they do some brilliant stuff. Uh, but obviously that bar was pretty far back, so I couldn't see what I just thought, is it is it a bit like surfing where you just go out and you you heavily wax soles of your feet so you can slide about like you do? It's a bit of an acquired taste, I think, to be honest. Um, it's a bit sort of underground music. Um, yeah. some, some fantastic tunes, though. It's, yeah. uh, it's great. Can't be put the headphones in and listen to a bit northern when you're, when you're working away. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind it. I mean, I've, I've got a very taste of music. Uh, but yeah, I don't mind some of it, but it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, I've just never had you down as a Northern Soul man. Really, really. Yeah. Um, I'll have to. I'll have to. If we get the next meet up, Chris, we'll have to get some uh, Northern tunes on. Yeah. <laughs> so going going back to you, Robbie's, I know, like I, said, I see you on Insta many. I mean, I think that's probably where I know you from into Instagram. Yeah, that's now, right, Chris. Yeah, I think we met maybe two, two, three years ago. It went that long ago. I think so. Oh, well, that's flown past. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's obviously where we met, and I know you was uh, 
you was helping out on another forum. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I said, going back, I see you on Instagram. Uh, you seem to be well. You help us out, obviously. The other group we have, we we do brothers at brush. Uh, but you help out on the other group we run, which is Spray Nation UK. Uh, and we got you on board because I'm a big reader of books. Uh, and I know uh, that you, you you get people to help you. I mean, I, I, know I can't be good at everything. And you seem to the man with stories and knowing what you do on Instagram. So we got you on board to help out. But are you currently following on Insta that thinks... That are like setting it alight. I think. Well, I don't think I know from for what I obviously I'm quite insta insta. Um, <laughs> not, doing, not not doing the Facebook as much these days because I think it's a it's a platform that's. I think it's dying. I think it's had its day. To be yeah. honest, mate. Um, yeah. I don't do really any other sort of social media, um, but Instagram. I think it's a much better platform, and. Guys that I'm following just now, there's, there's loads. I mean, I used to follow people from Brazil, Argentina, to say all, all, all over the world. But I mean, yeah. for, for me, there's a couple, a couple down England. And um, Roundtree, um, Katie Morton, she, she's doing, she's doing the females. Uh, she's doing a great job. Let's be honest, her work is outstanding. Um, second to none, give her a follow. Yeah. The work, the work is superb, and it's not, it's not fake. It's not. Yeah, false. It is what it is. I, I think if what you look what, at, it, you'll see it's it, a hundred percent. I agree with you on that because I think what sells it for me is, yeah, she's female. It's it's Rowan Tree, and you get from the name Katie, she's female, but it's not yeah. a a selling point. It's it's way down. Oh. It's way no. down the priorities. I'm a decorator. I'm not a female decorator. I'm a decorator. My gender's nothing to do with it. Yeah, you know, exactly. she, she does yeah. turn some cracking work out. She's doing some great work, mate, and I think uh, I like. I'm watching as well. Um, Liam from LJV Decorating. He's oh another great yes. Guy, another great guy. Um, recently, just taken on a new apprentice. I like watching his stories. Liam's got some great clientele as well. Working for some sort of Premier League footballers. Um, some and some amazing. Uh, is is, is that too. the Premier League footballer with the uh, good-looking other half? I think I think all of them have got a good-looking other half, haven't they? <laughs> I don't um, know. Some of them are monsters. I think, <laughs> I think um, yeah. yeah. But no, um, Liam, Liam and Katie, they're, they're definitely yeah. worth a watch. As I say, uh, Rowan Tree and LJV Decorated, these are the guys to be watching just now. What you see is what you're getting, and it's 100%, 100% yeah. what, what they're doing. Um, and they're doing the trade proud, to be honest. Yeah. Where, where, very well. Where can we find you online? Obviously, you've got your website, because I know you uh, use the same company as me. Um, that's right. So yeah. you can find us. We're on, as I say, Instagram, Facebook's one of them. I dipped dip my toes back in and out, of it, but I've been off it for a good few months now, and I, I'm not missing it to be honest. So I, I find I find Instagram's easier to deflect the negativity. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, you, you get on you get on Facebook, isn't it? You put something up, and it's as I say, it's painters following painters, which is all very well. But then you've got yeah, the negativity is, um, and, that, and that's the thing. You want to just step back from that. Yeah, I think I think I had this conversation with Scott the other week. Somebody will put on summit and you've got people from two hundred miles away throwing stones. You know, it's I've I've seen it. I mean, I've I mean the the spraying group we run is is a bit smaller. So you know, it's not knocking the others. Uh, a lot of ours are experienced. Uh, there's the odd one that isn't, but on the others you get somebody that's got probably a lack of experience, which isn't a bad thing. So we all start somewhere, but they've got an issue with the machine. They go on there for a bit of help. Uh, which is what they're all about, and then you you always get some bellin that spoils it. Pardon my French, because they're throwing stones from two hundred miles away trying to cure a fault. It's it's like me ringing my mechanic up saying my car's making a funny noise. You know, it, it, it's, he's he's twenty miles away trying to tell me what's up with it from me just saying it's making a funny noise. You know, and it's, it happens with that. You do a job and it happens with it. Nobody knows the circumstances. I think people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, yeah. Chris, as we all know. Um, but the majority of these, these guys or, or people um, out there giving the negativity, it's because they've got some something going on in their own life. So, and yeah. Um, yeah, as I say, it's just it's easy to just reach out and give someone grief. I think on the social media, but no, I think Instagram. It's uh, personally works for me. We've got a good amount of followers on that now, and 
we get the odd job out there. It's not really about trying to drum more work up on that, but it's a it's a great it's a great platform to just showcase your work as well. And obviously meet meet other good good deckies and, and just touch base with them. Yeah, it's a good community on there. Definitely, and you won't get slated. Um, not that I'm bored about what people say at times, but there's a, there's a much better community out there. Um, as I say, I've met some great guys and I've made some good friends on Instagram too. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's that's where it be for me. I know um, going back, because I've missed it out, <laughs> uh, but what what is probably the last question you know the last thing i'll you know I'll, I'll bring up now is what would be the best book or source of advice that you you take on i mean i know obviously on instagram uh we have a chat through whatsapp we have a laugh and a joke and stuff and we ask each other questions because you might come up against something that i'm struggling with and vice versa but what is the you know wh- where is your other source of information where you learn systems uh, business stuff, you know, that's obviously business, not necessarily decorating related. Do you, do you know what? Business-wise for myself, Chris, Chris, when I first started, I had no no interest in computing anything like that. And, and a lot of it is just, you just pick it up as you go along. Yeah. You um, yeah. But I mean, meet, meeting like-minded guys like yourself, sharing information around, it's, it plays a big part in this game too. It really does. Um, and there's a lot as much as a lot of negativity out there, there's, there's ten times more positive uh, people out there as well. So again, it's just it's just knowing what to sort of take on board and what not to. You don't need you don't need the negativity. Just move on from it. Yeah. But um, yeah, as I say, like been listening to, recently. I listened to as I say not not books because I don't have time to read books. Do a lot of reading as it is during the day. Doing invoices, paperwork, admin. Get fed up with that, but. Do listen to some podcasts, and recently I've been listening to Business Brush. There's there's a lot of good podcasts. Here. I mean, I've been listening to a Scottish guy in in these Glaswegian from Glasgow, obviously, and his name's James English, and his his um, podcasts are absolutely on fire at the moment. Um, he's interviewing interviewing some people from all over the world. To be to be fair, um, some yeah. colourful characters, shall we say. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it's interesting. It's really interesting to yeah. know what, what makes what makes people tick. Yeah, I, I listen to a few paid ones. Like I say, it's, there's like you said, there's a business brush, uh, podcast uh, protractor. There's one I listen to. I think stories in business. He he started off talking to business people, but it's diversified that much. I think the other week he was talking to a heroin dealer. Because at the end of the day, really? he really? it, it was heroin or cocaine. Yeah, it's business. Um, I think he was talking to an American cop uh, to find out what really happens on the streets. And then there's another one I listen to. And it's not so much conspiracy theory, because I like a good conspiracy. But it's it's called, I think it's called What Really Happened, something like that. It's worth a look up. And it gives you the whole story. And he'll try and interview the people involved. And rather than be a conspiracy, it lets you make your own mind up. Like I think the last one I listened to was the whole story behind Britney Spears going off on a proper, proper tangent here when she had a breakdown and shaved her head. I now, remember that. Yeah, now she's bound over, be a contract, be a dad that controls her. She cannot even buy a cup of coffee without his permission. Really? Yeah, it's when you listen to some of the stuff, the bizarre, there was one about Winston Churchill. Did he really have depression? Or was he using it to sell himself in, in a roundabout way? There's ones about... Um, Muhammad Ali, I think it was. You know, it's it's basically gives you the facts. They get all the facts they can, put it in the little narrative, and you just make your own mind up whether it is a conspiracy. Even down to, I mean, I'm not a sports fan, but there's one down to one of the Williams systems. Did they throw a tennis game on purpose? Right, okay. You know, you're thinking, is it the dad that's controlling them? They threw that on purpose. But there's, like I said, there's some brilliant. I mean, there's some brilliant business podcasts away. Some of the American ones. They don't always apply to us, but you can get some good takeaways from it uh, and think, well, that won't work for us, but I can tweak it like this and do that, and it will work for my business. Uh, but, yeah. The, the... I, think it, I think, do you know what I mean? People, you, you learn you learn as you go. Every day yeah. is a school day, isn't it? And it, and it yeah. really is. You learn from your mistakes, and, Christ, I've, I've learned from a lot of my mistakes. Um, <laughs> definitely. Um, the stuff that I would say, oh, I wouldn't do that again, and, and that's all it is. You just become a bit more sort of, 
become a bit more thick-skinned, don't you? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to learn yeah, to be. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, and as I say, if you make a mistake, you learn quick. You do. Yeah. You, won't, you won't do it again. Uh, well, thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. Uh, we'll hopefully speak to you again soon. Thanks for having us, Chris. Always a pleasure. Cheers, man. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.